0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Oxford Theatre Guild's latest Sunday afternoon play. We now present Charlie's Art, the classic farce of mistaken identity by Brandon Thomas. The setting is the Oxford of 1892 among the idle rich undergraduates, their charming lady friends, and their irritable seniors. It takes place in three acts, and there will be two short intermissions. So, please be seated. Oh, you're seated already. Sit back and enjoy Charlie's art.
1: (sighs) I can't. I can't get into the vein. Oh, I I don't know what to say. Don't know how to begin. I wish to goodness I'd spoken to her at the dance the other evening when she told me they were all going away for the summer. Instead, I've gone and left everything till the very last minute, and now I'm regularly nonplussed. By George, I know what I'll do. I'll make an exercise of it. I'll write it out in a dozen different ways and send the one I think looks the best. So, come on, Jack, here we are. In love with the dearest girl on earth. Tackle her like a man and tell her so. Or they'll be off north. You'll be gone down and have lost your chance forever. She's my fate and I'm hanged if I shan't be hers. So here goes. My darling. Rather strong perhaps to begin with. My dear Miss Verdun. Oh no, too formal. I'm not a bit what I really feel. My dear. Hang it, why not? My dear Kitty. That's grand. Now I can go ahead like a house on fire. My dear Kitty. I I beg pardon, sir, but would you mind? Yes, yes, that's very much. Go away. I'm busy. but. I'm busy with the most important affair. Get out. Yes, sir. <coughs> just, just as I'd made such a good start, too. My dear kitty. <coughs> what are you doing, Brassett? Confound it all. What do you want?
0: I merely wish to say, sir, that I have laid out a few things which...
1: All right, thank you. Get out and leave me alone.
0: Which I thought you wouldn't
1: care to... Take them! Keep them! Take every blessed rag I've got. Only go away. My dear Kitty. Beg pardon, sir? If you don't clear out, Brasset, I... Uh, 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 oh, oh it, it's you, Charlie. What is it, old chap? Nothing, Jack.
2: I don't want to interrupt if you're busy.
1: Oh, it's all right, Charlie. Don't go. It's only that fool Brasset. What's he doing? Only bagging all my clothes, because I'm going down and wearing me like old Harry while I'm trying to write a most important letter. Don't mind me today. I'm nervous and... Naggy and nonplussed. And so am
2: I, Jack. Why? I've been trying to write a letter to... A letter? To whom? To... to Miss Bettergue. How far have you got? Oh, I began awfully well. But I didn't want to be too distant, and I didn't like to be too... uh, too... Uh, Familiar? Well? So I just said, my dear Amy, and then words failed me, and I've come to you for advice. You always know what to say and do. Oh, um, do I? You know my idiotic complaint. I'm shy. You're not. (laughs) Aren't I? So prescribe for me, old chap. What am I to say? A
1: good idea. I'll prescribe for him and take the medicine myself. Now then, uh, let's see. You're in love with Amy Spatigue and you want to know if there's any hope for you and if so, you see, they're all off to Scotland tomorrow. Yes, I know. And you want to see her at once. When and where? Bear awaits. Do I diagnose the case accurately? To a tea, old chap. Very well then. You'll want to write Something to this effect. My dearest... Kitty. No,
2: not Kitty. Amy.
1: Uh, Of course. Well, what am I thinking of? My dearest Amy. Forgive me, darling, for thus addressing you, but I love you so deeply underlined. Rather strong, Jack. Shut up so earnestly, also underlined, Oh, I say. That I must write and tell you so.
2: All I ask is... But there's one obstacle to my putting it quite as straight as that, much as I'd like to. What's that?
1: Well, uh, I've an aunt. (laughs) My dear Charlie, most of us
2: have. What about her? I feel I ought to tell her first.
1: Oh, if you're going to drag an aunt into the business, we may as well wait till they all come back from Scotland. Why? Well, you know what auntie is when she steps in.
2: No, I don't. That's just it. I don't know her. I've never even seen her. Well,
1: we won't be too hard on that, aunt. She hasn't interfered much in your affairs up to now.
2: Except to find out that I was an orphan and have me sent to Eton and to Oxford, and now my guardian writes to me that she's coming here this morning by an early train, and will take luncheon with me at one o'clock. And
1: you've never seen her?
2: No. She went out to Brazil before I was born, and became a sort of secretary to a very rich old Brazilian chap out there called Dom Pedro Dalvadores, And now, by the merest accident in the world, I've seen this. (laughs) Madam
1: or rather Donna Lucia Dalvadores, the Brazilian millionaire who has taken Lord Toppleby's magnificent mansion in Belgravia, is an English woman of genial disposition and a financial genius. Indeed, it was her capacity in this direction that earned the gratitude of her late husband and led to a romantic deathbed marriage. Huh? well, I don't see much in that. Go on, Jack. Read the next. Her only relation is a nephew at Oxford. lucky nephew. That's me. By George, Charlie, this is a startler. And she may be here any minute.
2: I've met all the trains up to now. I wish she'd have come some other time.
1: She'll arrive by the next,
2: just in time for lunch. Yes, it's a bore. I wanted to write that letter to Amy.
1: I don't know so much about that.
2: But it's an awfully difficult letter to write. Fearfully complicated. Why? Well, you see, I've no people or anything. No people
1: with an aunt like that?
2: But I've no reason to expect anything from her. Mom, she's already done for me, for which, of course, I'm very grateful and all that. But I want to see Amy and put it to her that if-
1: Charlie, uh, I've got a clinking good idea.
2: Jack, you are a good chap. Write it down and I'll copy it
1: out. No, no, not for you. For me. Well, for us both. You're gone on Amy. I'm in love with Kitty. Really, Jack? Badly. Worse than anything I ever took up. Even Cricket. I was writing to her, so, tell her so, when you came in. There's the letter. I'm so glad and what's your idea? We'll hang letter writing. We'll give a luncheon party for your aunt. Tea afterwards in the garden. In the garden? Yes. I'll get leave. But my rooms are so small. Never mind. I'll lend you mine. Brasset sells tea to it. Brasset! Now, come on. First, we'll ask the girls. Ask the girls? Well, to meet your aunt.
2: What about old Spettigew?
1: Blow old Spettigew.
2: Oh, I I forgot. He's up in town for a few days on business.
1: So much the better.
2: Press it. Do you think they'll come?
1: They'll jump at it.
2: What makes you think so?
1: Well, what do you think?
2: Why, Jack, you know i rather agree with you.
1: We'll send a note at once. You write it. Go ahead. My dear Miss Spettigew. Brassett, where are you? Where are. Oh, 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 oh. Brassett, uh, get someone to take a note to Mr. Spetiguse. Yes, sir.
2: Yes, Jack, I've got that.
1: Would you and Miss Verdun do me the honour. The honour. To lunch with me and Mr. Chesney. Mr. Chesney. I'll address the envelope. I'll address the... No, 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 not that, you muff. At his rooms, St. Oldies College, today, at one o'clock, Miss Bettygue. Miss? No, 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 look out. uh, uh, To meet my aunt. What did you say her name was, Charlie?
2: Donna Lucia Dalvadorez
1: Donna. All right, stick it down. An answer by bearer will greatly oblige.
2: Yours sincerely, Charles Wickham. Splendid, Jack. You're a genius.
1: It's a glorious opportunity. They're off to Scotland. And we're off down. And now we shall have them all to ourselves. A messenger, sir. Give him that and tell him to look sharp. Yes, sir. This sort of thing is not to be settled by correspondence.
2: No, and we shall have them all to ourselves.
1: Yes, and we couldn't have asked them if it hadn't been for your aunt. I'm beginning to love that dear old lady already.
0: Brassett? Yes, sir? A lunch
1: for five.
0: For how many, sir? For five. For five, sir?
1: <laughs> what are you laughing
0: at? Well, sir, I'm afraid our credit in the kitchen is somewhat exhausted. Oh, is it?
1: How are you offered to tick, Charlie?
2: Well, Jack, I'm afraid my guardian's rather...
1: Oh, is he? Uh, never mind, Brass it, Get it outside. Go to
0: Bunters. I'm afraid, sir, we owe Bunters. Oh, uh,
1: do we? Charlie, you don't mind? It'll be all right when my cheque comes. Here's my watch, Brasset. Do the best you can with that.
0: This is no good, sir. I couldn't get anything on this, sir. However, sir, I've no doubt it will be all right at Burton's, at Bunter's, if I say it's for me.
1: (laughs) All right, Brasset. Lunch for five at one o'clock.
0: Rather short notice, sir.
1: All right, long pay. Go where you like, do what you like. Only lunch for five at one. It's all right, Charlie, isn't it? What wine, sir? Champagne.
0: Very little left, sir. Half a dozen bottles. No, sir, I think not. Only four, sir. Uh, Quite enough.
1: Six, I swear!
0: Pardon me, sir. Only four of champagne. And I think, yes, one of claret. Oh, hang that, claret. It's
1: been open a month. All right. He sneaked those other two bottles. He's a corker. My fellow's just the same. They all are. Now, while you and your dear old aunt are looking at the chapel and the cloisters, Kitty and I can have our little talk.
2: Yes, Jack, that's all very well. But what about Amy and me? And our little talk? She'll be in our way horribly.
1: I never thought of that.
2: She's all very well as an excuse to get the girls to come here. But by herself, she'll be an awful boy.
1: Oh, she'll be worse than that. She'll be a brute of a nuisance. What shall we do? Well, Napoleon went over the Alps on horseback. And I've been under them by train, so there must be a way out of this.
2: But how? Couldn't we ask someone to meet her? Yes. Someone we can depend upon. But whom?
1: What about Brasset? He's a pompous sort of chap and as artful as a corkscrew. Can't we turn him into a, a don or something for the day?
2: Yes. That's a good idea, Jack, but... No 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 no
1: won't won't do. We shall want him to wait at table. Oh of
2: course, so we shall. Well this Freddie Peel. Oh he's such a cynical chap.
1: Besides, he'd neglect your aunt. Yes,
2: and you want to make love to our girls.
1: By George? I've got it! Babs. Fanny Babs. We'll ask him.
2: Oh yes. Why didn't we think of him before?
1: Why, He's a jolly cheerful little chap. We'll amuse your aunt like the deuce and keep her in a rattling good humour. Splendid. Present. Yes, sir. Go to Lord Fancourt Babberley's rooms, give him my compliments, and ask him to come here at once.
2: Yes, sir. Say it's very important. Yes, sir.
1: And very
2: immediate.
1: Yes, sir. And while Babs is going, doing gooseberry with your aunt, we can have our chat with the
2: girls. By the by, Jack, talking of Babs' cheerfulness, haven't you noticed something about him lately? Ever since he was so ill and had to go off to the Mediterranean.
1: Oh, I've noticed he's been jolly hard up.
2: I fancy, from a few hints he's dropped to me, that he's a bit hard to hit himself. What? Babs... in love? Yes. And if I'm not much mistaken, he's as soft-hearted over a girl as... We uh, are. <laughs> All the better.
1: He'll feel for us. He'll see the necessity, then, of keeping the old
2: lady well out of the way. By George Jack, you'll be Prime Minister one of these days.
0: His Lordship's compliments, sir, and he says he can't come. He has a luncheon party, and could you lend him a few bottles of champagne?
1: Lend him a few bottles of champagne? <sighs> of all the cheek!
2: Who's he got coming?
1: Oh, Freddie Peel and a lot of idiots like himself, I expect. And they will be howling comic songs all the afternoon.
2: Yes, it'll sound awfully bad, won't it? He mustn't.
1: Here. Yeah. Brassit, lay for six. Yes, sir. What shall we do? Come on, we'll go to him. We must make him come. He can't upset all our plans in this, this selfish way. Put that champagne in ice, Brassit, and tidy up my room. Come on, Charlie. Come on.
0: One o'clock. Put room in order first. Always the way. Hurry, scurry, no time for anything. They come with a bang, they go with a bang. Everything with a bang except pay their bills with a bang. (sighs) Well, I did think that little perquisite was safe. Upon my word, I did.
3: Jack! I say, Jack, old man! Where the dickens are you? I wanted to borrow some fizz. I wonder where they keep it. Hello, by George, the very thing. Serves him right. Shouldn't leave it about in this ostentatious way when I'm so beastly hard up. Won't they be jolly waxy? Ah, there's a bottle apiece and they must make out with whiskey and soda.
1: Oh, hello, Babs. We've just been over to your rooms to find you. We've been talking about you. Oh,
3: really? I say, how do you think I'm looking? Splendid old chap. Yes, I thought you'd be rather pleased with them. Well, ta-ta. Don't go, Babs. You wanted to see us, didn't you? Oh yes, I I wanted to borrow some fizz, Sorry,
1: sorry, I I I can't. I I could have spared you a couple of bottles,
3: but that fool (laughs) (laughs) brassett I know. My fellow's just the same. There's no reasoning with them, is there? Well, ta-ta. I looked you up last night, Babs, but you were out. Uh, yes. You know Freddy Peel, don't you? He is an awful idiot, hasn't a particle of brains, has he? Uh, but I'm all right. Uh, he gave a card party last night, and I won a £100 from him. You should have seen his face. It makes me laugh now. <laughs> Why, Freddy Peel hasn't sixpence. No. Really? Did he pay you? Uh, No, but he's going to when his grandmother dies. (laughs) Why, the old lady's been dead years. No, really, that's beastly. You know, I'm stumped, and he's had an awful lot out of me. Uh, But he's an awful idiot, hasn't a particle of brains, has he? Uh, But I'm all right. Uh, Ta-ta, I'm off.
1: I I say, Babs, uh, we want you to stay and lunch with us today.
3: I say, you traps, don't play the giddy goat. I've got to meet my tutor. Oh, Babs, you mustn't work like this. You're looking quite pulled
2: down. Am I really? I was only telling, Jack, so just now.
3: Do you think I should die? Do you think I should die, chaps? Tell me!
2: No, not you. You don't want to worry over all this study. You'll be a great man of one sort or the other, one of these days, without all that.
3: Well, that's what I think, you know. But I ought to do something. We've had a wonderful lot of Johnnies in our family. Great Johnnies in the Army and the Navy and things. I'll bet
2: they never kill themselves with study. No, but I must do something. Of course, Babs. You must stay to lunch. Uh, My aunt is going to pay him a visit.
3: No, really? Oh, what fun! I know Charlie visits his uncle sometimes when he's hard up, so it's only right his aunt should return the visit. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the sort of thing we want.
1: A A jolly smart chap like you, with a fund of humour and a lot of brilliant conversation.
2: Yes,
3: Babs, that's it.
1: To interest and amuse a charming lady.
3: Yes, who is she? Why,
1: Charlie's
3: aunt. Oh, but what's she like?
2: Well, you see, Babs, we don't quite know. I'm here to see her today for the first time.
3: I say, Charlie, she might turn out to be an awful old croc. Well, she's a widow and a millionaire. Well, that's enough, isn't it? <laughs> Rather, put
1: me down for a chance, Charlie. I'll take a chance. We didn't care to ask Freddie Peel,
3: did we, Charlie? No. No. No, he's an awful idiot. I say, what's her name?
2: Donna Lucia Delvedores.
1: Oh, damn it! What a name! Look here, Babs. It's no use. You must
3: stay to lunch. You'll find Charlie's aunt a charming old lady. Charming old lady. I say, look here. Haven't you got anything younger coming? Oh, yes. Two other ladies. Oh, nice. Young? Yes. Ah, that's more in my line. How many did you say? Two. Ah. I see. One for each of you, and the old croc for me. No thanks, I'm off. Now, 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 listen, Babs. This is an awfully serious
1: affair. I should think so with an old croc like that. And we want your help as a friend. Yes, Babs. A friend we can trust, eh? rather. We'll take you into our confidence. No humbug, straight as a die. We're in love. What? Charlie as well? You silly ass! It's no fool of a flirtation business, but the real, downright serious thing. And Babs,
2: if you knew the girls as well as we do, you wouldn't wonder at it. And
1: they're coming here to lunch today.
3: I say, have you proposed? Well, no, that's just it. Oh, I see you want me to propose for you. No,
1: no, we'll do that for ourselves. That's why we've asked them to
2: come. You know, Babs, you don't understand our feelings a bit.
3: Oh, don't I, though? I say, haven't you noticed how sad I've been lately?
2: Yes. What is it?
3: Well, I don't know, but I think I'm in love, too. What makes you think that? I'm always wanting to be alone and hear the birds sing, and, and, and I'm getting so awfully fond of poetry, I can't sleep, I, I took to drink for a couple of days, but it, it made me feel ill for a week, so I, so I left it off. Oh, you've got all the symptoms. Sit down. <laughs> Tell us all about it. Well, you remember when I was ploughed? Beastly shame! No, no, no. Not the last time. The the, the, the the term before. it, I was awfully ill, and I took the yacht around to the Mediterranean, and at Monte Carlo I came upon an English officer named Dallahay, quite penniless and dying. You know, Jack, he tried to commit suicide. Bad luck at the tables, eh? Yes. He beggared himself and his only child. The sweetest little girl you ever saw, Jack. And to amuse him, and to keep his spirits up, I used to play cards with him. And what became of him? He died, poor fellow. And what became of her? The sweetest little girl you ever saw. <laughs> I lost sight of her. A lady travelling home that way from South America, I believe, took charge of her and brought her to England. You know, Drake. I, I tried to tell her, but... Uh, you loved her? Uh, but she, she was in such grief... It. All oozed out of your fingertips and the points of your hair. But but after all, you know, I I might have been rejected and I should have looked a silly ass. At any rate, you can sympathise with
1: us. Hello. Here's the messenger back. They're coming. By Jove. So they are. You'll stop, perhaps. Oh, I say, look here. Now, now, you'll do as you are.
3: We won't let you go. Now we've got you. But look here, Jack, don't play the giddy goat. I have got something else to do. What is it's it? It's something awfully important. Well, what? <laughs> I am going to play in some amateur theatricals.
1: What? Right. He'll be proud again,
3: won't he, Charlie? Mm-hmm. But I, I have given my word. What are you playing? A lady. An old lady, and I've never acted in my life before. Oh, that's his tutor, eh, Charlie? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try on the things before those fellows come. Well, you can try them on here. Where are they? In my rooms, in a box on the bed, but... uh, Fetch them, Brassett. Quick! No, I'll fetch them with my little bag.
2: Babs, you don't sympathise with us a bit.
3: Don't I, though? I only wish I could see my own little girl. Oh, she'll turn up one of these days. Have a drink. Uh, I've knocked it off. Uh, just a small one. I'm teetotal. Oh, very well. Here you are, then, Charlie. <laughs> All right,
1: I'll have it. I'll tell you what we'll do we'll drink her health wherever she is. Here's to the future Lady Fancourt Babbaloo.
3: What did you say her name was? Uh, I haven't the slightest idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go on with you.
3: Miss Delahaye.
0: Your things, my lord.
3: Thank you, Brasset. You're an awfully good chap. I say, Jack, could you lend me half a crown?
2: Charlie,
3: uh, have you half a crown?
2: No, Jack, I haven't.
1: Brasit, give me half a crown, will you?
0: Yes, sir. Uh...
3: B- Babs, here you are. Thanks. Press it. Here you are. What have you got there? Chocolates. Chocolates? Well, let's have a look. No, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll try them on after lunch while you're all in the garden. You can't do that. We shall want you with us. Try them on now. Won't take long, will it? (sighs) Only a minute or two. I've lost an awful lot of time over these theatricals, but next term I mean to work.
4: Oh yes, here it is. Here's the name.
5: Oh, so it is. Mr. Chesney, I wonder if they're in.
1: Here they are. And your aunt's not come yet. Good gracious. What shall we do? Oh, let them come in. We can explain. Show them in, Brasset. How do you do? So, so kind
2: of you to come.
4: Oh, we were very pleased to be able to come, weren't we, Amy? Oh, yes. Mr. Wickham, are we too early?
2: oh no no
4: yes mr chesney you didn't mention any time
2: oh not at all not at all
1: we're delighted she'll be here soon
4: and this is where you think and study and do all your working and everything
1: oh yes we do a lot of that sort of thing here
2: you've jolly quarters here i'm so glad you're able to come here today miss Pettigrew. You're off to Scotland tomorrow, and we shall miss you so much.
5: Yes, Uncle always takes us to some dreadfully remote place at this time of the year, where we never see a soul, and it's so dreary. Why does he? I don't know. It's a shame. Why, are you sorry we're
2: going? Sorry? Why, it's put me and Jack into a perfect fever. That's why we were so anxious to see you here today. It's
5: lucky Uncle is away in town, or I don't think we could have come. Why? I don't know, but he raises such odd objections, and then you know he's so peculiar about Kitty. Why? She's an heiress, you know, and he's her guardian.
1: Miss Verdun, have you forgotten that dance the other night? I never shall.
4: No. No?
1: Those... Stolen moments in the garden by ourselves were the very happiest of all my life. And out there in the moonlight, oh, moonlight, it's the true atmosphere for, for sentiment.
4: Hmm, I wonder how many people have said that.
1: Oh, Kitty, I, I know when you like, you can be an awful plague, but today you are quite cynical.
4: I know I am. I'm thinking of that man.
1: Of what man?
4: Of my guardian, Mr. Spettergue, who hurries us away from all our best friends directly when we get to know anyone really well. For fear of. Uh...
1: For fear of what? Oh, I don't know. Why does he?
4: Because he's a selfish, wicked old man. Are you
1: really so sorry to go away?
4: No, I am angry. But don't speak
5: about it any more or as Amy says, I shall cry. What a dear, sweet old lady your aunt must be, Mr. Wickham. I am longing to know her. Where is she?
2: Jack. Where's my aunt?
1: What? Oh, why? She's
2: she's hardly arrived yet.
5: No. Oh. Kitty, Mr. Wickham's aunt hasn't come yet. Hasn't come? Oh, Uh, then we must... We'll
4: run and do some shopping and come back. Shan't be long. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.
2: Goodbye.
1: See that? Off like a shot when they found your aunt wasn't here.
2: Makes an awful difference, doesn't it?
1: Now, look here. You cut off to the station, and bundle the old girl here in a fly. The old girl? What do you mean? Well, your aunt. And I'll see after the lunch and keep an eye on
2: Babs. All right, I... I say, Jack, I feel happier since I've seen them, don't you? Yes,
1: be off. I
2: say, old
3: chap, have you got any hairpins? Hairpins? (laughs) Great Scott. No. (laughs) May I send your man for some? Yes, certainly. I say, have you got a sixpence? No, afraid not. Why haven't you got anything? I say, Brassett, I gave you half a crown just now. Do you mind making it two shillings and getting me six pennies worth of hairpins? Certainly, my lord. You can keep the change. I say, Jack, were those the girls? Yes. But what the deuce made you jump out like that?
1: They might have seen you. I didn't know they were here. Look out, there's somebody else. (laughs) By George, there was a lot of hope in what Kitty said. In another minute, I'd have told her that. But never mind, everything's going on splendidly. Come in. Jack. Dad. My dear boy. Dear? Oh, Dad, what what brings you here? Wherever have you come from?
6: From town, my lad, to have a chat with you and to bring you a check.
1: Thanks, Dad.
6: You're a brick. <laughs> a bit overbaked, my boy. I've thought my years in India.
1: A bit crisped, Dad, but a humbug pictorially.
6: Am I? How do you make that out? How old are you? What do you say to fifty? Fifty? One. Well, who'd believe it? And you, Jack, seem much older than I was at your age. I suppose it's the times even the old college shows it. New ivy, new paint.
1: Alma Mater is an old beauty still, Dad.
6: I suppose she is, by aid of the gentle artifices of the toilet. <laughs> well, we all grow old.
1: And as presentably as possible. Why, dear old Dad, even you, at 50. One. 50 years ago would have been a stout, white-haired, or bald, top-booted, domineering old boy. And instead, here you are, a smart, bang-up-to-date sort of chap one can talk to like a chum.
6: Now, how
1: have you done it? Don't know. Do you drink? All I want. Eat well? Never notice. There you are. Consequently, health good, temper perfect. We're going to be great pals, Dad.
6: Here you are, my boy. There's your cheque to go on with.
1: Thanks, Dad. Ho oh, ho. I haven't seen half enough of you.
6: Oh, I see your hospitality. I hope,
1: Dad.
6: Never mind, same as I'm as a lad.
1: I've been done over that wine monstrously.
6: Well, never mind. So was I. have <laughs> done over everything <laughs> monstrously at college, but settle up, settle up. I'm very satisfied with you. It's something to go down from college with a record like yours. <laughs> I say, my boy, where the deuce did you get these cigars? Lowe's, no, Dad. Ah, uh, that accounts for the bills. And now, my lad, we must begin to think. Think. Now that I've come into the family titles, you know, I have also, which you don't know, come into the family debts and difficulties. Debts, Which are far more than I expected. With the result that all the money I've been saving for you in India goes to pay them. And in short, Jack, you and I for the next few years will be, comparatively speaking, poor men. Poor men? This settles me with old Spettigrew. However, I'm in hope of a small appointment for you in Bengal. (laughs) Bengal? What a
1: horrible place. Uh, What is it, Brasset? His
0: Lordship's hairpins,
1: sir. Confound his hairpins. By George, the dad'll be an odd one. I, I must get rid of Babs somehow if the dad stays. Stays? Why not? Dad, I've an idea. Couldn't this matter
6: be settled by a wealthy marriage? No, no, that's the sort of thing I rather deprecate. I, I don't think, Jack, I don't... Listen, uh, listen, my, my chum,
1: that is, Charlie Wickham's aunt, Donna Lucia Dalvadores, is coming here to lunch today. She's a widow. A widow?
6: And a millionaire. And a millionaire? And a charming woman. Uh, uh, no, Jack, I don't think I'd advise you to do a thing of this kind, merely for the sake of money.
1: No, not me,
6: Dad. You. Me? <laughs> you young rascal. No, 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 I shall never marry again. Oh, well, Don't be rash, Dad. Think it over. Where are your things? At the hotel. Well, go
1: and change. Make yourself look as nice as possible. Come back to lunch at one o'clock. And, Dad, put a flower in your buttonhole. I say, Jack. Oh, Dad, uh, Charlie Wickham. Charlie, my father.
6: Glad to know you, my boy. Glad to know you. Her nephew. Nice boy. You'll like him. I thought it was a fire brigade. Now, don't
1: forget. Put a flower in your buttonhole. Takes years off a man, a flower in his buttonhole. No,
6: Jack, you come and lunch with me at the mitre. No, don't be rash, Dad. See her first. See her first. All right, Jack, I'll have a look at her. I'll have a look at her. Well, what is it? Read that.
1: Important business. Don't expect me for a few days. Lucia Dalvedores.
2: No! She is not coming.
1: But she must. Go! Why? Uh, Telegraph!
2: No use. There's no time.
1: But hang it. The the girls won't remain without a chaperone. Uh, What
2: are we to do? Couldn't we ask the proctor's wife, old Mrs... Uh... Oh,
1: sit and stare like an owl.
2: Here they are. They're coming. Oh, what on earth are we to do? I say, Jack, come and look
1: at me. Oh, what the deuce is it? (laughs) By George. uh, uh, Splendid. Charlie, come here quickly. Do you know what a a pious fraud is? Pious fraud? A first cousin to a miracle. Look. What is it? Babs, your aunt. Babs? My aunt? It's the only one you've got, so you'll have to make the best of her.
3: I say, look here. (laughs) How do I look? (laughs) It's uh, Splendid. Who's that? The girls. The girls? Charlie's aunts can't come. Can't she? I'll go and take these things off. No, no, no,
1: no. They, they won't stop if, if you do. Won't stop? What do you, you mean? You must be Charlie's aunt. Me? No. Uh, show them in, Brasset. Ah, you've got back. So glad.
4: Yes we have been longer than we intended, but I wanted to get some flowers for Charlie's aunt. Has she come? Yes,
5: has she? I hope she's come.
4: Oh, yes, she's come.
1: Donna Lucia, Miss Pettigrew, Miss Verdun. Donna Lucia Dalvadores Charlie's aunt.
4: Go on, say something. Uh, uh, how do you do, my dears? We called upon you before, Donna Lucia, but you hadn't arrived. And we've brought you these flowers.
3: Oh, thank you.
4: I hope your journey from town hasn't tired you.
3: Oh no, it was uh, really rather jolly. Uh, uh, Pleasant, I mean. What the deuce am I to do with these flowers? Stick them in your dress.
2: You look worried, Mr Wickham. Are you ill? No, I'm anxious. I'm... Uh... He's a little affected at meeting his aunt today for the first time.
3: Why the Dickens don't you say something? What the Dickens am I to say? Talk about the weather. Oh uh, charming weather.
5: Oh yes, delightful. <laughs> oh yes, it is charming.
0: Well, college gents will do anything. You know you're placing me in a terribly false position.
5: May I arrange the flowers for you, Donna Lucia? After all you know, we have some nice weather sometimes in poor old England.
3: What on earth does she mean by that? Why, you're a foreigner. A foreigner? What did you say my name was? Donna Lucia Dalvadoris. What? Am I... am I Irish?
2: No, English. Married a Portuguese abroad.
3: A widow. From Brazil. And a millionaire. I I say, Charlie, have I any children? No, you fool. Well, one ought to know. That's all right. I can go ahead. Yes. Uh, Yes, it's wonderful weather uh, for England.
4: Yes, it is.
3: Yes. Uh, Shall I take them to see the chapel and the cloisters? No, you leave that to me and Charlie.
1: We'll attend to them.
4: Of course. Oxford is all very new to you, Donna Lucia, but it's a dear old place in any weather. Amy and I will show you all about.
3: I shall be delighted.
4: You're staying till tomorrow, are you not?
3: Am I staying until tomorrow? No. No, no.
5: Oh. Oh, but you will. You must. Mustn't she, Kitty?
2: I'm afraid Auntie can't stay after today. No, uh, you see, it's
3: my washing day.
2: She has so much business to attend to in uh, town
3: yes, and uh, lawyers stocks yes, uh, stocks and socks uh, all all very important, you know
5: oh, I'm so sorry, we have so long to know you,
3: have you, my dear
5: Mr. Wickham has told us so much about you that he has made us quite love you,
3: ah uh, has he, my dear?
5: And he's so grateful. He says he owes everything to you and never could repay you, and oh, he is such a good, frank, upright man. It was noble of you.
3: Of course, my dear. It was only my duty to see after the welfare of my poor brothers. Sisters, you fool. Sisters, you fool. Uh, Sisters. Uh, uh, And brother-in-law's orphan girl. Boy. 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 Uh, I'll say twins in a minute.
5: Yes, but it was so good of you to find out. You were so far away in a foreign land, and he might have been left to starve, or to fall into cruel hands. But you have a good, kind, affectionate nature. Have I, my dear? Anyone can see it in your face. No. I feel I could tell my whole heart to you. Don't let her. I'm not
3: going to, the dear little thing.
5: You don't mind my talking to you like this, do you?
3: My dear, you are a very charming little girl, of whom I am sure I could soon grow very fond. And you must tell me all you like, some day, when you know me better. How the devil is that?
5: Oh, I feel I've known you years and years already.
3: Well, they're jealous. I'm very sorry, but it was
0: very nice. Mr. Chesney? Mr. Chesney? I beg pardon, sir, but I heard Mr Spettigue inquiring at the gate for your rooms, sir. Oh dear,
5: oh, uh, my uncle uncle's back. back.
0: Mr
1: Spettigue? Mr Spettigue back? I-, I thought he was in London.
4: Mr Chesney, I beg of you to send him away.
2: What am I to say? What am I to do? Stay where you are, Babs. Tell him what you like, only get rid of him.
7: Why doesn't somebody answer this door? What do you want?
3: I wish to see Mr. Chesney. Where did you get that hat? Take it off, sir. Hmm. Don't sit down, sir. I'm not sitting down. I didn't ask you to sit down. Well, we'll waive that for the present, madam. I wish to see Mr. Chesney once. Well, you can't see him. He's not present. I am the only person present. But the porter told me that two young ladies, my niece and my ward, were here. I tell you, I'm the only young lady present. But he told me he saw them come in. And didn't he tell you he saw them go out again? No. Very well, then. What more do you want? They've um, gone to the garden. They've done nothing of the kind. Well, then, they've gone into town. Well... Why couldn't you think of that before? And now, sir, having got all of the information that you are likely to get in your present condition. Madam! Disgraceful! Where have you been? <laughs> what do you mean, Madam? I'm annoyed, but I'm perfectly sober. Well, you don't look it. Other people can be annoyed as well as yourself. Madam, I
7: apologise.
3: Good morning.
1: Oh, my dears.
5: It was so sweet of you. You darling. Look at him, Jack.
1: I'll punch his head if he does it again. Here's my father, uh, Donna Lucia. Take care. Here's my father. Look here. Am I any relation to him? No, you're Charlie's aunt from Brazil. Mm. Brazil? Where's that? You know, um... Uh, where, where the nuts come from?
6: Uh,
1: Miss Verdun, my father. Delighted. Miss you
6: my father. Charmed. Thank you. Now, Jack, has she come? Oh, yes,
1: she's come. Go on, Charlie, introduce your aunt.
2: Donna Lucia Dalvadorez Sir Francis Chesney. Jack's father.
3: How do you do, Sir Francis? Uh, How do you do? I'm Charlie's aunt from Brazil, where the nuts come from.
6: I say, Jack. Yes. Is is that the lady? uh, Yes. Oh, By
1: George. Oh, don't go, Dad. Uh, Go on. Uh,
3: Charlie's told you all about him. Charlie's told you all about him. No, no, no. No, no. My nephew, Charles. My nephew, Charles, has told me so much about you.
1: In his letters.
3: In his letters, in his letters. Uh, That's all right, isn't it?
6: No, it isn't.
3: Do it yourself, then.
6: I'm much obliged to Mr. Wickham, but I only met him today for the first time. See?
1: Yes, but... Dad,
6: I've been simply photographing you
3: to Charlie for years. Oh, yes. He's a splendid photographer.
1: Remember, you've only just come to England. And you've never seen Charlie till
6: today. Why the deuce? Didn't you say so before? Uh, Jack? My dear boy, it's impossible. What, Dad? Well, oh, look at her. Hey, oh, good
0: gracious. Luncheon is ready, sir. Take my
1: father and be careful how
0: you talk to him.
1: Dad, will you take Donna Lucia? Uh,
6: Allow me,
3: Donna Lucia? You'll sit beside me, won't you, Sir Francis?
6: Uh, I shall be delighted. You've travelled a great deal,
3: I suppose. Oh, yes, I've been a great traveller, Sir Francis. I came all the way from London only this morning.
2: Donna Lucia, aunt, aunt, mayonnaise? Thank you. Miss Pettigrew, Miss Verdun?
3: What a pretty flower. Do you like it? Well, will you accept it? Oh, thank you. I'll have it stuffed.
2: Jack? Mayonnaise? Jack? Mayonnaise? Open the wine, Brasset.
5: You have very pleasant rooms here, Mr Chesney. Oh, yes. Yes, they're awfully nice rooms, Mr Chesney, I'm sure. Don't you think so, Sir Francis?
6: Pleasanter today than usual, I fancy. Donna Lucia, may I have the pleasure? Oh, Jack, my boy, where did you get this stuff?
5: May I have a little water, please?
1: Open the champagne, Brasset.
0: I can't find it, sir.
1: Can't find it. Do you know where it is, Charlie? No. What's become of it? I thought it was in ice. What is it? What is it you want?
3: The champagne, Donna Lucia. What, haven't you got any? Well, I thought you'd forget something, so I brought some with me in my bag. In my bag, Bresset. Ah, yes. So I was right after all. And that old fool of a woman
7: told me they were out. They were not here.
1: Oh, uh, Mr Spettigue?
7: Don't address me, sir. And this is the way you take advantage of my absence. Uh,
1: Mr Spetigue.
7: Don't address me, sir. I have no wish to hold any converse with you.
2: But won't you allow us to explain?
7: My business is with this young man sir and
3: not with you but you won't listen to either of them go away madam and don't interfere where did you get that hat take it off sir you forget yourself sir
6: perhaps you will remember sir the ladies are present
1: i disapprove of their presence and request them to return with me Uh, We can discuss this matter on a more fitting occasion. Certainly. A most excellent suggestion. Let him call again. You're a very
7: foolish old woman, and I must beg of you not to interfere.
6: Ladies, come. Sir, you cannot put such an affront upon Mr Wickham's friends. I don't know them. I do not know them. Introduce me, Mr Wickham. Uh, Mr Spettergill, Sir Francis Chesney. Mr Chesley is my son, sir, and this lady is... Uh, pray don't introduce
3: me to him. I've been sufficiently insulted by the old Bowner gentleman already.
7: I consult my own feelings when I say that I am deeply annoyed to find out, on prematurely returning from town, my niece and my ward lunching without my permission, with these two young
6: gentlemen. To meet Mr. Wickham's aunt. Indeed. There is no indeed about it, sir. I repeat, to meet Mr. Wickham's aunt. In my mind, it matters little. In my mind, it matters everything. Therefore, allow me to introduce you. Donna Lucia Delvadore's is Mr. What is confounded name, Jack? Mr. Spettigue. Mr. Spetigue. The celebrated millionaire.
3: (laughs) Now, how do you do? How do you do? I'm Charlie's aunt from Brazil. uh, Where the nuts come from? I've been indiscreet. Oh, I am sorry. I'm very, very sorry.
1: Go on. He's apologized. Ask him to lunch.
3: Well, I thought you were very rude. But if you apologize, you know. Oh, by all means, I am sorry. I'm very sorry. (laughs) You'll stay to lunch, won't you? If you wish it. Am I forgiven? Forgiven? Here, accept this as a peace offering.
6: My flower. Allow me, Donald, Monsieur. No, allow me.